Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. Today's shear will be on Parshas Yisro. Parshas Yisro uh, begins with, uh, after a short introduction, it begins with Yisro, the father-in-law of Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, observing how Moshe Rabbeinu was sitting and uh, judging the people, uh, de- dealing with their with their issues, their dine Torah, their uh, their disputes and their queries about the Torah all day. And Yisro felt that this was too much. This was not respectful to the people that they had to sit, they had to stand all day in front of Moshe Rabbeinu, who was sitting, and it was not to Moshe Rabbeinu's advantage to, to have to sit all day and deal with their issues. And therefore he had, Yisro had some advice that Moshe Rabbeinu should appoint a based in, he should appoint a number of uh, different lower courts to to deal with this situation. Let's take a look. Let's begin with Pasik Perik Yudches, Pasik Chafalif. and you, Moshe, you should see from amongst all the nation, Anshe Chayel, you should choose. As Rashi explains, Anshe Chayel means men of property, wealthy men, Yiri Elokim, who are God-fearing, Anshe Emes, who are men of truth, Seine Vatsa, who despise um, corruption, Vesamta Alehem, and you should place these people over the Kla Yisrael, you should place them as officers and as Dayanim, as judges over the people, Sorry, Alafim, as officers of a thousand people apiece, those are the, the higher officers. Sorry, Mayos, then you will have a slightly lower level of officer will be in charge of a hundred people. Sorry, Chamishim, and then a lower level that is uh, over 50 people. Sorry, Asores, and an even lower level that is over just 10 people. Let's take a look at the Rashi here. You will see. So Rashi says, Baruch HaKodesh Shialecha. You will see. What does it mean you'll see? You will see with the Ruach HaKodesh, with the divine inspiration that is upon you. You will, HaKodesh Baruch Hu will help you to see who to choose. And Mizrahi and others explain that really, how could a person know who is Yirei Shemayim? And others say, how could how could a human being know which person is truly God fearing? And even others say that it, that how could a human being know uh, uh, who is an Anish Emes, who really is a person of truth? And how could you even know who really is a Sine Betza Batza, who really is someone who hates monetary corruption? You don't know what everyone else thinks and does, and therefore. Therefore, uh, Yisrael told Moshe Rabbeinu that in order to choose people that have these qualities,
qualities, he's going to have to use the Ruach HaKodesh Shialecha, the Ruach HaKodesh that is upon you. Let's continue. The Shoftim was Sa'am B'chol Eis, and these people will judge the people at all times. It will be that the great matter, the more difficult cases, they will bring to you. The and all of the smaller matters, they will judge. And this way, this will serve to ease the burden from upon you. And they will carry the burden with you. Okay. Moshe heard, he listened to the voice of his father-in-law, and he did all that Yisro had told him. Moshe chose which according to Rashi, we said before, means men of property, rich, wealthy people. Rashi said there that you want to have wealthy people, because wealthy people, it's harder to sway. You can't bribe them. They have money anyway. So Moshe Rabbeinu chose Anshe Chayel from amongst all of Yisrael, Vayitain Osam, and he placed them, Roshim Alaam, he placed them as leaders of, above the people, Sari Alafim, Sari Meya, Sari Chamishim, Vesari Asarais, as officers of all these different uh, levels. Now, what is, what troubles some of the Mepharshim is that if we go back to the first Pasuk we read, Yisro advised Moshe Rabbeinu that he should look for four different qualifications in a in a dayan in one of these one of these judges. They have to be Anshei Chayil. They have to be wealthy. Yirealokim. They must be God fearing. They must be men of truth. They must be people who hate uh, profit. They hate monetary corruption. Okay, four qualifications, and yet here it says Vayivchar Moshe Anshei Chayil. All it mentions is that he chose Anshei Chayil. He chose uh, he chose wealthy people. What about Yuriel Okim, Sainé Botza, Anshei Emes? What happened to those? So some of the Mefarshim uh, awaken to this question and they deal with it. For example, Chizkuni. Chizkuni says, He says this, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to recognize who was wealthy. That he, that he knew how to find. But things that are characteristics of the heart. Like, for example, who is a God-fearing person? And who is a person who, who is a man of truth? And who is the person who is someone who, who is the person who hates illegal, illicit profit? So, that a flesh and blood human being, even Moshe Rabbeinu, could not see. That you can only estimate. Therefore, it's not mentioned over here. So, in other words, the Cheskuni is understanding that Vayivchar Moshe, Moshe chose Anshei who exactly was, whether each and every one of them was a, a uh, Yuri Elohim, Anshe Emes, Sainé Vatsa? We don't really know. It's not mentioned because it's not something that Moshe Romano could do. Apparently, 
according to the Chizkuni, this was uh, something of an error on the part of Yisroi. This was an unreasonable expectation that he said to Moshe Rabbeinu, you should choose people who are Yuri Elokim, Anshe Emes, and Sonei Batsa, because really, how is Moshe Rabbeinu supposed to find such people? Moshe Rabbeinu, after all is said and done, he's still a human being. And how does he know what's in someone else's heart? And therefore, uh, it would seem that uh, it was not really proper for, it really wasn't right that Yisro told Moshe Rabbeinu that he should choose such people. And Moshe Rabbeinu, in fact, did not specifically choose such people. Could be that some of the people he chose actually did have these qualities, but he could not verify it. The Torah doesn't say Moshe chose people who were because Moshe Rabbeinu, as a human being, could not verify that. Ibn Ezra says something similar here. But what's very interesting is, Rashi says nothing. Wasn't Rashi puzzled by this question? That Yisra said, you have to look for people who have four qualifications. And then Moshe Rabbeinu goes and chooses people who only have one. Didn't, didn't, didn't that bother Rashi? And we know, I've said it many times in the name of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, that Rashi's commentary on the Chumash is a complete commentary. Rashi does not just say something interesting when he has something interesting to say. Other times, eh, he didn't have such a good, didn't have some, something so interesting to say, so he said nothing. And what do you do in those cases? Well, you, you look at other Mephoshim. Maybe someone else has something interesting to say. No. Rashi wrote a complete commentary such that if you will read the Psukim and you will read Rashi, you will have a complete explanation of the Torah on, of course, a certain level, according to a certain opinion, Rashi's level and Rashi's opinion, but it will be complete. Nothing's going to be missing. All important questions on the level, on that level, on that level of shot can be answered either by reading what Rashi says directly or by applying what Rashi says in one place to another place, or by simply being an intelligent reader of the Psukim. So here, where Rashi says nothing, but it seems quite obvious that there's a question that needs to be answered, it would seem that we need to, uh, to apply one of these techniques to understand how Rashi would have dealt with this question. Of course, the first thing to consider is, perhaps he would have said the same thing that Chizkuni says, perhaps Rashi would have said, and perhaps this is just logical, perhaps any reasonably intelligent person could have come up with this idea that Chizkuni says, that the reason why it does not mention that Moshe Rabbeinu chose, um, uh, chose Yuri Elohim, Anshe Emes, Soine Fotsa, is because as a human being, he could not be expected to choose such people. Maybe Rashi agrees to the Chizkoni, but if uh, those who were paying attention at the beginning would, would know that that can't be the Pshat in Rashi, that can't be Rashi's explanation. Because the first bit of Rashi that we learned back on Pasuk Chafalaf was, you will see from all the nation, people who have these four qualifications. And what does Rashi say? You will see using Yeruach HaKodesh. Yisro told Moshe Rabbeinu 
I understand that these are hard qualities for a human being to discern in someone else. But I'm telling you, you should use your Ruach HaKodesh, you, Moshe Rabbeinu, you have connections. Uh, God speaks to you and God puts, God inspires you to, 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 to come to the truth. And therefore using your Ruach HaKodesh, you should be able to choose people who have all of these qualifications, even though some of them are characteristics in a person's heart that are very hard to see. So you can't say that the reason that these qualifications are not mentioned over here and only Anshechayel is mentioned is because Moshe Rabbeinu was unable to see them because he was just a Basav Adam. But Moshe Rabbeinu was not acting over here as just any old plain uh, Basav Adam. He was acting over here. He was told to act with Ruach HaKodesh. So the Chizkuni, uh, it's a very um, attractive approach to the Psukim, but it's not, can't be Rashi's approach. So how are we to understand this problem? How are we to answer this question based on knowledge of psukim and knowledge of other things that Rashi says? And I think perhaps we can say almost the opposite of the Chizkuni. First, let's take a look at Pasuk Chavdalet. Yisro told him, use your Ruach HaKodesh, find these four qualifications. Okay? And Yisro said, if you'll do this, everything will be good. It'll make life easier. And then we come to Pasuk Chavdalet. But Yishma Moshe, the Kol Chesno, Moshe Rabbeinu listened, he heard, he listened to the voice of his father-in-law, but Yas Kol Asher Amar, and he did everything that he said. Now, this Pasuk would seem to be, really, when you think about it, it's somewhat superfluous. Because the next Pasuk says that he chose who he chose. Or you could say on the other way around, maybe maybe Chavdalet says that he did everything that Yisra told him to do. Why does Pasuk Chafei have to go back and say that he chose Anshechayel? That would seem to be included in doing Kol Amar and doing everything that Yisra said. But I think the answer is that there were really two processes or two parts two separate parts of this process of choosing these Dayonim. The first part was to use the Ruach HaKodesh that Yisro said he should use. And Yisro was right. That's, that's Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu has Ruach HaKodesh. Uh, he should use it. So when it says, Vayishma Moshe the Kol Chesnoi, Vayas Kol Asher Amor, when it says that Moshe did everything that Yisro told him to do, I think we can say that means that he used his Ruach HaKodesh and he selected Anshe Emes, um, he selected Yirei Alokim, Anshe Emes, Sene Botsa. Those are things that are very hard to determine about another person unless you have Ruach HaKodesh. So for that, he used Ruach HaKodesh. What is Pasek Chafei telling us? It's telling us that Moshe, on his own, just using his own faculties, his own intellect, he chose Anshechayel. He figured out who's rich. That's something that you can find. That's something that you can know. You don't need Ruach HaKodesh to know who's rich and who's not rich. And Moshe Rabbeinu did not use Ruach HaKodesh for that. This was a different process. This was Vayivchar Moshe. Moshe chose the Anshechayel. Why didn't he use Ruach HaKodesh for this? Because the answer is, you don't use Ruach HaKodesh when you don't need to. 
Uh, there's, there's a very common uh, uh, misperception uh, when, when we, we learn in Chumash and Tanakh that someone uh, was a Navi. So sometimes people will then ask some kasha. Well, why does it say over here that he made a mistake? Wasn't he a Navi? Didn't he know everything what to do? Or why does it say over here that there was uh, some fact that he didn't know? Wasn't he a Navi? Didn't God tell him everything? The answer is no. Not being a Navi means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu communicates to you when he wants to communicate to you. And he communicates to you what he wants to communicate to you. Normally, matters of great importance. But it does not mean that you're some sort of a superhuman, that uh, no secrets are withheld from you, and that everything, you can look into everybody's heart to know exactly what... That's not, that's not what it means to be a Navi, and that's not what it means to have Ruach HaKadosh. And I think we can say here, Aswara, we can say here that when it comes to those qualities that are very difficult, impossible really, for a human being to know about another, Moshe Rabbeinu used his Ruach HaKadosh. But when it came to Anshe Chayel, which is something that a human being can clarify for himself, I can clarify for myself whether you are wealthy or not. There, Moshe Rabbeinu used his own intelligence and his own faculties of clarification, and he chose the Anshei Chayel. A parallel to this, I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but a somewhat parallel idea, I think we see regarding a famous Pesach in Tilim, Shomer Pesoim Hashem. Hashem guards the fools. This is a Pesach that has become uh, somewhat popular nowadays during these days of the coronavirus. I don't normally like to talk current events and I certainly don't like to inject my opinion, but I will, I will take the liberty. Whoever doesn't like it can, can turn me off. But there are some people who are of the opinion that, uh, well, you know, I'm not gonna listen to the doctors. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna wear a mask and I'm not gonna listen to the doctors and I'm not gonna take the vaccine and I'm, and, and I'm not gonna do this and this and I'm not gonna socially distance. You know why? I believe in God. Shomer Pesoyim Hashem. God protects the fools. Uh, may we take a look at the one of the major commentaries on Tanakh, Mitzudah's David. Let's read a few words. Shomer, Haloyato Hashem Shomer Pesoyim. You Hashem, you guard the fools. Im she'en vehem das. Despite the fact that they have no das, lishmor es atzmom, to guard themselves. Mashma, the inference is, somebody who has the das, somebody who has the ability and the intelligence to guard himself should do so. Now, I am not qualified to, to tell anybody else what they need to do to, to guard themselves. I have my opinions. I don't have the authority or the knowledge to tell anybody else. But the idea that you're not going to do anything, you're just going to rely on Shomer Pesoyim Hashem, that only works if you are in fact a Pesi, which most people would rather not declare themselves to be. We see somewhat similarly in a much older commentary in Radak, Rabbi David Kimchi, he explains the Pesach, Ki a Pesi she'en yodea tachbula, a foolish person who has no strategy he has no strategy to save himself from 
from evil, meaning to save himself from harm. So Ha'el Shemroi, so God protects him, when the Pesi will place upon Hashem his trust. The Chacham also, the wise man also, should not trust in his wisdom and in his strategies. Because they will not help him, they will not benefit him. Unless God wants. The Pasik mentions the fools. They have no other side, they have no other, no other option. The Chacham has an option. He can use with trusting in Hashem. Of course, nothing works unless Hashem wants it to work. But the Chacham, it sounds like to me, is expected to use the Pesi that the David Melech, the, the, the author of Tillim, mentions the Pesi, he mentions the foolish person, because the foolish person, the ignorant person, not that he's willingly ignorant, he happens to be ignorant. Perhaps he is lacking in, 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 in intelligence. That person has no choice other than to be Shomer Hashem, that Hashem will guard him. There is one more question that needs to be addressed in this matter. And that is, in the beginning of Parshas Dvorim, Moshe Rabbeinu retells this uh, story about how he appointed judges to assist him. And it is told somewhat differently there. And Rashi, uh, I would say, reacts to the story somewhat differently. Let's take a look at a few psukim. In the beginning of Sefer Dvorim, Pasuk Yud Beis, Moshe Rabbeinu says, Echa esol levadi, how can I bear the burden all by myself? Torchachem umasachem v'rivchem. Your, your, the exertion that is necessary to deal with you, umasachem, and your burden, v'rivchem, and all your quarrels, how can one person judge all of you? Havu lachem anashem chachamim unavainim v'yiduum l'shiftechem. Give for yourselves, meaning give from amongst yourselves, anashim, men, chachamim, who are wise, univainim means they have understanding. Not only do they know facts, but they know how to compare different facts and they know how to derive new facts from old facts. V'yiduim l'shiftechem, and men who are known to your tribes, v'asimem b'rashechem, and I will place them above you. I will place you literally on your heads. So if you, we're not going to go through all of the Rashi's word by word, but Rashi explains that there are um, four qualifications mentioned over here. They have to be anoshim, meaning they have to be tzaddikim. They have to be chachamim. They have to be wise. They have to have a lot of knowledge. They have to be nevoinim. They have to be uh, people of understanding. And they have to be you do them the shiftechem, they have to be known to the tribes. Okay, there are four qualifications. Moshe Rabbeinu says, give to me people with these four qualifications. Batanu oisi, and Moshe Rabbeinu says, and you answered me. Batanu and you said, This is good. How good is this thing that you spoke to do? Okay, you answered me, you said, very good. And I took, this is Moshe Rabbeinu speaking, I took the heads of your tribes, 
Anoshim Chachamim Viduim. I took Anoshim, okay, according to Rashi, that means men who are righteous, Chachamim, I took wise men, Viduim, and they are well known. But Eten, three, he found three characteristics. But Eten, I some Roshim Aleichem, and I placed them as heads, as leaders above you, etc. Now here, Rashi wakes up to the Kasha. There's a question here. Moshe Rabbeinu told them there are four qualifications. Anashim, Hachamim, Nevoinim, V'yaduim. And what did he take? What did he find? He took only three kinds of people. Anashim, Hachamim, V'yaduim. What about Nevoinim? What about people of understanding? So Rashi addresses the question. Anashim, Hachamim, V'yaduim. However, people of understanding, people of deep understanding, I didn't find. Okay, what you can't find, you don't have. You have to take the best that you can. Says, This is one of the seven qualifications that Yisrael said to Moshe, but he only found three. Anashim Sadikim, that's one qualification. Chachamim, v'yiduim. Now we see two very important things in this Rashi. From the beginning of Rashi, well, from this part of Rashi, we see Zoachas Misheva Midas Shomer Yisro the Moshe. We see that this story here is identical to the story that we were learning about Yisro, although it's phrased quite differently. But according to Rashi, it's the same uh, historical event. That's one thing we see, and we also see. That here, Rashi was was counting the, the qualifications. Moshe Rabbeinu mentioned four qualifications, and when he went looking, it only when he when he actually took the people, it says he only had three. So Rashi is concerned. So he says, "Well, there's one qualification he couldn't find. You know, it's very difficult to find somebody with understanding. Just ask me. I don't understand anything. So he didn't find that qualification." Why didn't Rashi do the same thing in Parshish Yisrael? In Parshish Yisrael, we had almost the same exact question. Uh, the words are a little different, but the, the structure of the question is the same. Yisrael said, I want you to, uh, Yisrael said you should choose people that have four qualifications. Anshe Chayel, Yurei Elohim, Anshe Ames, Batsa. Four qualifications, and Moshe Rabbeinu only found well, it only mentions that he took people that had one qualification. Okay, we said an answer why it only mentions that Moshe took Anshe Chayel. Our answer was, whether you like it or not, I'm not saying it's right, but my answer was that he really did take people who had the other, other Midas, the other qualifications. That was done with Ruach HaKodesh, and that is expressed in this Pasuk, in Pasuk, of Dalit, where it says Moshe did everything that Yisra told him to do. This Pasik Chafei is saying, is talking about what Moshe Rabbeinu did on his own, because what you can do on your own, yet you're, you're supposed to do on your own. You're not supposed to rely on Ruach HaKadosh. Okay, an answer, that's why Rashi was not disturbed over here. All right, but why wasn't he disturbed over here? Why was he disturbed over here in Dvorim? Now, you can't say that the Chorah, it would seem that you can't say the same answer over here. 
you can't say that he used Ruach HaKadosh, and therefore for surely he found all of the qualities that he was looking for. And uh, when it says later that one of the quality was, was missing, so uh, so what? I mean, it doesn't mention Ruach HaKadosh over here. The whole answer that we gave in Parshas Yisra is based on the fact that at least part of what Moshe was doing was going to be done Alpi Ruach HaKadosh. Over here, Ruach HaKadosh is not, is, is not mentioned. And perhaps that's why uh, Rashi started counting up the qualifications. He said Moshe Rabbeinu started off looking for four. He ended up only with three. The truth is, if we look here, it almost sounds like Moshe Rabbeinu didn't choose these people at all here in Parshish Dvorim. He says, Havu lachem, you, Klai Yisrael, should give, should give to me people who are Anashim Chachamun the Shiftechem. It almost sounds like Klai Yisrael selected them, Moshe Rabbeinu only uh, put his stamp of approval on them. He actually appointed them. But it sounds like the selection was done by Klal Yisrael. If so, we under, of course, Klal Yisrael was not selecting with Ruach HaKadosh. Not every, not every Jew uh, has Ruach HaKadosh. So um, they were just selecting people based on qualities that are visible or attainable by normal uh, intelligence. And therefore, when it says in Pasuk Tezvav, when it does not mention Nevinim, so Rashi has to say, oh, must be they couldn't find any Nevinim because there were no Nevinim. There were no people who were really on that level to be called Navon. And a, a, a smach, a, 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 uh, a support for my whole theory, I think we see in the Rashi here. Rashi says, Nevoinim loy I did not find any Nevoinim. He says, achas shamar Yisra No. Okay, I, I retract that last thought. Don't worry, don't worry, don't bother about it. One more point I'd like to make. It comes out that in Parshas Yisrael, if we read Pshutai Shal Mikra, if we follow the Pshuta Shal Mikra in the way that Rashi understands it, the Torah is not, does, does not explicitly mention that there was any quality that Yisrael was looking for that could not be found. We could certainly uh, explain the Psukim in such a way that it comes out that Moshe Rabbeinu found everything. Whether that is really what happened, that's debatable, but certainly in Pshuta Shal Mikra, there's no emphasis. There's no Pusik, there's no indication that there's a qualification that Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to find and could not find. In Parshish Dvarim, if you follow the Pshut Mikra and the way Rashi understands it, it is blaring. The Torah, there's a, there's a glaring omission that when Moshe Rabbeinu took these people to be the judges, it does not mention Nevoinim, and that's because Nevoinim Leimatsasi. He couldn't find any. So the Torah is almost explicit that there was a quality that was missing. Why this difference between the two parshias? I think it can be explained very simply. Parshas Yisrael is all about the 
shevach of Klai Yisrael. It is a is it a parsha that is very positive about Klai Yisrael. Obviously, Matan uh, Torah that Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave to us the Torah. That's the greatest praise of Klai Yisrael. And uh, Yisrael, when he first comes and he sees Moshe judging the people all day long, Yisrael is concerned about the honor of Klai Yisrael, that they have to stand there all day. And then uh, Moshe Rabbeinu uh, chooses the judges from amongst Bnei Yisrael. That's all positive about Klai Yisrael. However, Parshish Dvorim, the whole Sefer Dvorim, what is the primary theme of the entire Sefer Dvorim, is Teichacha, it is rebuke. Here Moshe Rabbeinu is bringing out the rebuke that can be brought out from this narrative. He's bringing out the one negative point that could be found. And the one negative point that could be found is there were no Nevinim. There were no people who were truly of understanding. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash